is the Frank Gonzalez Show, presented by Future Legends. Welcome to the Frank Gonzalez Show, brought to you by Future Legends. We are also brought to you by Buildings by Design. Check them out at buildingsbydesign.com. Well, it's been a long baseball season and yet such a short season. It seems like it goes by so fast. Uh, Frank, man, it just seems like we were talking last May on how you guys were getting ready, getting going, how spring training was uh, starting to, you know, arrive. And now we're talking about the conclusion of your first season as the skipper of the Northern Colorado Wells. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good, Bruce. Uh, you know, um, gosh, I, you know, two days out from, uh, from putting together lineups and I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing with my day now. <laughs> but, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I remember talking to you and, you know, Hey man, we got 27 or 37 guys. I'm sorry. In camp. And, and, uh, you slipped by out there at C3 field a couple times and watched our guys and man, a lot of different changes, a lot of moves out the year, but we got through it. We ended up really close to a 500 club uh, coming off of last year's season. I think the improvements were outstanding. We set a lot of records and, uh, you know, it's really good. Frank, I'll tell you what, I I have to compliment you because the Owls last year uh, lost 11 more games. You guys are 40, you end up 46, 49. You're right on the verge of the playoffs last year, 35, 56, what a vast improvement from last year. Congratulations on that. That just can't yeah. be something that's overlooked. We did it to the guys that were here last year. There's, you know, probably six or eight returners. Um, you know, we went out and got some arms. We went out and got some bodies, some bats. You know, a big, a big bat right in the middle of the lineup like Dave Matthews. We didn't know for sure. He hadn't really hit. To his to his uh, capabilities in pro ball and, and the small time he had elsewhere, but we really turned in. He really turned into something special. And you know, you wrap you wrap uh, you know Henry George and Guadalupe in there, and then Jackson Coots. Oh my gosh! I mean, we we put up some big big offensive numbers, and uh, and then we couldn't stop. They couldn't stop uh, Peyton Robertson from stealing a bag the whole year. Set the record for the Pioneer League. That's got to be a hundred over a hundred year record. So. Really proud of my guys and how they competed, and uh, it was fun to watch. And I know you got to watch a few times. Absolutely, it was. It was. It was a great product. It was a fun product. Uh, people that went out to the park were certainly entertained. You guys ended up with a three seventeen, I think, batting average, four four twelve on base percentage. You hit a hundred and thirty nine home runs. I mean, this was an entertaining ball club. Games. That's unbelievable. What a, what a guy. What a, what a, what a bunch of guys that, you know, competed. Um, you know, the Pioneer League, as you know, is a very uh, offensive league. And and I think we, we handled it very well from an offensive side. Uh, so really excited about if we can repeat that and continue to get better next year. 
Well, absolutely. And on the other hand, Frank, you ended up sending four, 24, 24 guys to the hill. <laughs> 24 yeah, pitchers used. And <laughs> I don't know if that's a record for the Owls. It probably is. But, uh, you know, that's just a lot of arms. And, you know, you had some injuries early, but you just continued to find guys. And yeah. absolutely, you know, the, the Pioneer League being the offensive league it is, uh, you got some outstanding performances. Uh, Corey Wills comes to mind on uh, – he was there from start to finish, and uh, the Pepperdine product uh, had a very nice season. Yeah, I know. Corey was interesting. Early, might have been even, you know, January, February, we signed him and. Um, you know, I'm like, wow, this is interesting. An outfielder with that kind of uh, pedigree um, that wants to pitch. And, um, you know, I knew he had a little experience in the Pioneer League as a two-way guy, but he really wanted to commit to pitching. I thought it would look it looked more like a back-end type arm. And, by gosh, once we, uh, you know, we lost a couple guys to injury, we lost our, our, our low-slot submarine guy, and then, and then Corey just kind of jumped into the closing role and, um, you know, he ran with it. So a lot of good outs. Uh, recorded by him. I think there was still some learning that was going on as well as to how to really put away a game at the end. And uh, But yet, I think he ended up with, if I'm not mistaken, around 13 saves on the year. Absolutely. And uh, let's go back early in the season. Keon Taylor, who had Tommy John surgery. Uh, are, are you in contact with him? How does that work, you know, once a, a player yeah. was on the squad? <laughs> and uh, goes, you know, loses his season because of surgery. Yeah, Keon, I had a loss of name there for a second. But Keon was, uh, you know, came in as a guy that we thought maybe would be able to close some games for us, uh, low, low slot type guy. And he, he just, uh, the elbow didn't hold on, man. And he, he really had a, uh, he really had a Tommy John type injury. So he had surgery and uh, is recovering. So, you know, my gosh, he's probably, you know, um, eight, 10 months out before they'll even let him play catch. So I'm not sure how his return to play will go, but um, we have touched base a couple times and uh, he just said, Hey man, I'm, I'm doing all the things I can to try and pitch again. And I'll keep you, keep you posted if I get back to where I was. And another one was Kevin Higgins uh, actually got a text from him this morning. I knew I would, as soon as he was hundred percent cleared and he <laughs> said, Hey Skip, I'm hundred percent cleared. And you know, I know he's going to want to try and do it again. It's not going to be easy for any of our guys as we have, uh, been receiving a lot of calls already for the 2024 season. And that's what's interesting, too, with the Pioneer League and especially your club uh, individually, Frank. Tell tell us a little about the process now of the guys that were on the team. Uh, everybody's a free agent, and you will have numerous new guys coming into spring training camp. Yeah, I believe the, the date, the date, the deadline is October 15th. Um, we own their rights up until that point, but um, after October 15th, um, technically our guys could end up going anywhere in, in any other league or the Pioneer League. Um, we feel like our relationships uh, here with, with the Owls is, is second to none in the Pioneer League, and, and quite honestly, I had exit meetings with every one of them. Um, there, there was nobody who gave me a no. The only reason somebody gave me a maybe is because they may not play again. And otherwise everybody else was a yes. So, uh, I feel pretty confident that I could re-sign literally two thirds, if not, um, you know, five eighths of the club 
back and bring them into camp, which would give us 17, 18 guys right out the gate. And then you backfill that with another 20 guys and um, you have a competitive camp. You know, you bring in 35 to 40 players to make 26 man roster. And, and that's what will happen here come April this, this next year. Absolutely. Now, uh, Frank, how many of these guys will, or will any of these guys possibly get a contract with an MLB affiliate? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple guys that stick out for sure. And I think, the, you know, the fans and you you obviously have seen them play. Uh, Dave Matthews is one of them for sure. There's no doubt that if somebody looked up his numbers, I think he ended up maybe 23 homers on the year. Yes. Um, you know, had a high had a high batting average, had some RBI, stole a few bases. Defensively, was pretty good. Throws the ball well. Runs extremely well for as big of a, big of a guy he is. Um, you know, he's a guy that somebody hey let's let's just bring this kid to camp and and if somebody calls me and says hey man we'd we'd love to have him in camp and he's gonna have to make a double A or triple A team based on his age. But if he goes and does that and gets in front of people, I think it happen. Jackson Coots is another one. Corey Wills is another one. You know, there's a few guys on our roster that that profile that way. You know, I'd, I'd like to see Peyton Robertson get a chance. Um, but we hope that all those guys get opportunities and we would never hold them back if they got the call. Absolutely. And then you will have some guys that will not be eligible to come back, correct? Is Peyton Robertson yeah, one of those players? Yeah, Peyton's the main one. Um, you know, believe it or not, I think Tim Bouchard actually is uh, able to come back if he chose to. Josh Glenn has a little experience, and he's he's on the on the fence right now. He may he may he may do it. Um, may want to try and come back, um, but he may also want to pursue a coaching career, which he has some opportunities. There's been actually a couple of pro teams that have talked to him on the coaching realm. So that's another avenue that a lot of our guys will end up going. They've got a good look of experience now with their collegiate side and then the pro side, um, and some of them may go on a coach, which is which would be pretty cool. Well, and Josh Glenn, you know, there's a lot of catchers out there coaching, isn't there, Frank? Oh, man, no doubt. He's the right kind of guy. Um, he coaches, uh, I believe, at a gateway in uh, in Scottsdale, Phoenix area uh, during the uh, this time of year um, and helps out with that junior college program there. So he's really got, a, you know, a, a, already got a pretty good resume to uh, to jump into a pro job if it should, if it should present itself. Absolutely. And Frank, you've been, you know, with the Rockies uh, for the past several, several years. And uh, yeah. what was your what was your impression this year as being the manager of a young ball club, a lot of young guys and doing the traveling that you did? Uh, yeah. Tell us about your experience this year in the Pioneer League. Well, it was really interesting for me. I, you know, I felt like I was ultra prepared. I want to thank, and, and once again, you know, no hard feelings between myself and Colorado. You never have that type of approach in the game. Um, the book of the resume that I have um, and what I've learned by being, you know, under their watch for the past 10, 11 years uh, made this transition very easy for me to do. And I, I was ultra prepared to sign guys. I was ultra prepared to scout them. And my connections, as you know, around the country, um, are vast. So for me to, to obtain players was, was actually fairly easy, just trying to pick the right ones. And that's the hard part, you know, that a general manager and a scouting director has to do. So I kind of wore all those hats, um, which is really different than, than what you do when you work for an affiliate. Like when I was in Grand Junction, you know, if I needed a player, I, I called my farm director and we figured out who was going to come up and we made the, uh, 
you know, we made the corresponding move on the roster and whether it was an, in, you know, an injured or a rehab situation, he may get sent back to Scottsdale for, for a bit, but, you know, we had to make some tough decisions throughout the year. As you know, we ran through some pitching. We got close with our bullpen being much better as we went along the second half. We showed that. And, um, but I, I really enjoyed it. I loved, it was really on, it was really interesting being at home, um, after a ball game when you, when you finish out a ball game at, 10 30 11 and going home and seeing my dogs and you know obviously seeing gina if she was home it was really really interesting that way i hadn't done that in 10 10 plus years and um i was excited about it um uh, and i you know to be honest with you not to let the cat out of the bag i'm not not ever not negotiating but i'm i'm all in if they want me back so i'm excited about it and you know i'd like to make this thing right again next year well, they're absolutely nuts if they wouldn't want you back, and uh, what a great yep. job you did. You are listening to the Frank Gonzalez Show, presented by Future Legends. Hey, if you're in between the ages of 15 and 25, still have your wisdom teeth, and uh, uh, money's been a factor, you can have them removed free if you act quickly. Text or call 970-573-7720. This is, you will receive a complimentary x-ray extraction. Text or call 970-573-7720 to schedule. Uh, We are going to be back with the Frank Gonzalez Show after these messages. Welcome back to the Frank Gonzalez Show, brought to you by Future Legends. And, of course, Frank, it's Tuesday, and you know what that means. It's Papa Burger Special Tuesday at A&W out in Eaton. Uh, they are mm-hmm. open from 7 to 9. They go out and uh, support our friends at A&W of Eaton. Well, Frank, we have a guest with us, Blake Baker, on. I know... Uh, you're really familiar with Blake, the pro sports communication manager of the uh, both the Hailstorm FC and the Owls. And uh, Blake, how are you today? I am wonderful, Bruce. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. It's, it's great having you on. Uh, for our listening audience, I know Frank's going to jump in here too, Blake. We are both remote. I'm in Frank's last year's home, you know, in, down in Albuquerque right now. And, uh, but... Uh, tell our audience, uh, Blake, just how you became uh, your, your background and the communications manager out at Future Legends. Yeah, so I'm originally from Ohio. I uh, went to school in Ohio, Ohio University, which is in southeast Ohio. Uh, went to school for journalism there. During my junior year, I believe it was, I was a communications assistant with the Indianapolis Indians, who's a AAA affiliate of the Pirates out in Indianapolis, obviously. Um you worked at Ohio State after graduating from OU, and, you know, because of COVID, I lost my job there and um, just kind of kept up with some freelance stuff and honestly just sent a Twitter DM to our uh, executive director here at Future Legends, and uh, he told me they were looking for somebody doing exactly what I was interested in doing. So I uh, moved out here to Colorado and started working with the Owls right away, and last season I was strictly with the Owls as the communications manager. This year I've taken on Hailstorm, as you mentioned, as well. Um, but yeah, the Owls was, you know, this season was, was just a blessing, obviously, compared to last year. I think I speak for everybody who was involved last year that this was a huge, huge step up, and I had a really great time. 
Well, it was. It was so fun getting out to your park, and I, I know it's even going to be more exciting in, in the future, Blake. Uh, mm-hmm. tell, tell us your athletic background. I, I assume you've always been interested in sports. Uh, give us a little of that. Yeah, so I played football and baseball growing up. I played baseball the longest probably overall. Um, played football through my high school career. I think I stopped short a little bit with baseball. But, yeah, I went to, I went to school for sports broadcasting, so I always had that interest. Um, definitely the cliche kid watching, like, Stuart Scott in the mornings just wanted to do exactly that. So uh, kind of have an opportunity. It's not quite the exact same thing, but uh, I get to do a lot of different roles here get to wear a lot of different hats in the sports realm here in northern colorado which is really 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 exciting and explain uh blake some of those roles and then i'm gonna let frank jump in after this yeah so um one of the main things i would do during the baseball season i keep up our game notes so i give all the information to uh managers our broadcasters were were the main um catalyst there i would do a lot of press box management, uh, make sure our stats are up and running. I was a contact for the league on a lot of different fronts. I'd help with social media and content, um, kind of do all the jobs in the press box as needed. Really just make sure that the entire operations from an informational and content standpoint run smoothly throughout the season. Well, that was this unbelievable amount of information that Blake just threw at us. I'm not sure even how to spell half those words, Bruce, which is really cool. <laughs> Well, Frank, I'll tell you what, he knocks it out on social media. Great job on that. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Got lots of help from our uh, social media coordinator, Madeline Davis. I got to give a lot of shout out to there as well. Yeah, no doubt for Madeline. Hey, for sure. Like, listen, I got on board with you guys, and I just remember the first day, you know, we did some kind of picture or video and and kind of the announcement when I took took the job as the manager, and Blake put out a you know, a, a video piece on social media and it was kind of a really cool, a really cool bit. And I just, I just want to thank you, Blake, for everything. And then we started talking about radio and, and I, and I had a radio contact with, with Bruce and I thought about him and, and then this whole thing came together. And, uh, you know, I guess the biggest thing for me is just, uh, you know, understanding that this, the business of baseball is relational, Blake. And I, I think you understand that that's how I operate and uh, mm-hmm. one of one of the things I wanted to mention was, uh, you know, just just uh, when you get new players, what are some of the things that you take them through, so so the public and everybody can kind of get a get an idea of who they are. And then we had to do that a bunch this year, as you know. Yeah, during the season, um, mostly you know they got some paperwork, obviously to sign when they come in, all the boring stuff that they got to go through logistically. But um, as soon as they do that, I, I kind of take a headshot for them. Uh, we make sure that they get put into our, you know, content on our video board. So we have something to throw up there whenever they come into the game. Um, All the guys, as you probably know, Frank, are very in tune with their walk-up songs. So we definitely make sure we get their walk-up song in order. Um, That's really the main stuff. And then just get to know them as we go. You know, guys have different stories that we like to tell. And um, shout out Madeline again, did a really good job with some of that social media stuff and getting those guys involved. So just kind of getting them acclimated before they get out on the field to really feel a part of what we're doing here. Yeah, no so, doubt. So, Blake, with the walk-up songs, have you had to veto any that came in and said, "I want this," and he said, "No, we can't use that." As long as they, as long as I can find a clean version of the song, I'll allow it. You know, sometimes <laughs> I think there was one song last year. I think Austin Schneider's very first walk-up song last year. I had to manually bleep out some of the words, which I think I vowed. I think I vowed after that I wasn't going to do it anymore. But 
No, thankfully, everybody this year, I don't think we had any this year that I had to veto. Uh, no, I, I was. Which I appreciated. I was fully entertained because when, when you go out, it's always fun to see just, well, sometimes do I recognize any of these walk up songs now with the younger players, but just what the variety that is through the ball club, you know? Yeah. Just just picking a song, it, it's it's just a lot of fun and a lot of entertainment. But yeah, uh, you do uh, you do get a pretty good variety. Like Chris Mutter had like Steve Miller band and his repertoire there, and then you got like Abdel Guadalupe who's got the TikTok songs, the Latin TikTok songs. It's a pretty good pretty good spread. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, listen, I got I got a couple things. Um, you know, I'll take a little credit for the songs and the choices. I did have a meeting with the guys. Said, listen. We're not going to put out a bunch of bleep, 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 just so you know. Uh-huh. So don't even ask <laughs> straight out the gate because I didn't want to put that on Blake's plate. He doesn't need to. He doesn't that was help monitor to that. But I appreciate you taking care of that. And then the second question I have, I think for the fans who are interested, and I definitely know Bruce is, um, a lot of the same types of things will happen at Ticket Smarter. There's going to be a big, a big scoreboard. Any other additional things when we move into Ticket Smarter? Uh, this next year that you can foresee that will that'll make it exciting for the fans or that you'll change or I mean do you have anything like that you might be able to add and and give us I think from our perspective a lot of it will probably run pretty similarly I know one thing we really wanted to do it, it makes a lot of sense from a soccer perspective I'm not sure if we have the ability here or will and ticket smarter but kind of like a little light show I call it whenever we score a goal or something would be really helpful yep. if we hit a home run or something too I would love that personally but you know I don't I don't have the expertise on making that happen or anything. Um, the video board will be bigger. I know that. Um, there's also one nice. on the back. There's a screen on the back of the video board. So the dome and the restaurant that sits right there, uh, if people are sitting out on the little balcony, the um, Breckenridge Bourbon Lounge, I believe is what it's called, they will be able to not only kind of see just over the wall there about what's happening, but they can see on the back of the video board um, just a smaller version of what people in the stadium are seeing. So I know that's coming down the pipe, but I think from, from my operation, it'll be mostly the same. And, and Blake, and this is for both you and you and Frank, are, are we pretty assured that everything will be at Ticketmaster Stadium next year? Will it be completed uh, going into spring? We're feeling, we're feeling pretty optimistic. We actually, literally right before I walked out to my car here to talk to you guys, put out a... Um, a teaser from Future Legends on, on social media that's got some of the, the structural elements. It, it can show some of that off. So go ahead and check that out on social media at FL Complex on most of our platforms there. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's coming together. I mean, the structure is pretty much there. You know, we have the next few months to, to really put it all together and get it ready for fans in 2024, yeah. And, yeah, I'm still uh, optimistic about it as well, Bruce. I mean, you know, there have been a lot of, 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 of public releases, especially by – uh, our director Casey uh, on the video board talking about Ticket Smarter in 2024. So feel good about it, hoping that 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 comes to fruition. But it, you know, this one was put together quickly, uh, as we know, and I think it'll it'll happen. And for you know, both of you, that's probably the first question people ask me when we're talking about the L's. You know, and people that have listened, you know, obviously, listen to the Frank Gonzalez show is. Will they be in the stadium next year? And I think people are so uh, in anticipation to just see the finished product. So uh, it's great to hear that that is on board. Yeah, Yeah, I know people are clamoring for it. So, so Blake, now that, uh, you know, the 
the owl season is over. What what kind of things will you be working on uh, with baseball and soccer as well? What's, what's your yearly uh, calendar look like? Yeah, so I'll start with Hailstorm. It's a good chance for me to plug this here. There are three remaining home games, I believe. Um, Hailstorm are three points away from clinching a playoff spot. So if they win on the road on Saturday, they're in. Um, they're in a pretty good spot to host a home playoff game, which would be in late October. So, you know, we're looking at a title here for Hailstorm, and that would be the first weekend in November. So that would be the end of that season. Um, and, yeah, hopefully we're, we're hoisting a trophy by the end of that. Baseball-wise, We'll be interested to see. I definitely want to do some content stuff. Um, you know, got a little hectic during the season. I wasn't quite able to put my content hat on as I was the informational hat. So we'll get into some of that these next few weeks, um, trying to wrap up the season, give people a good understanding of, of everything that happened. It was a record-breaking season for the Owls. Um, I think 10 franchise records were broken. We set two league records. So just trying to wrap up some of that stuff, um, make sure people know that information, showcase those things while it's still fresh. Um, and then, you know, once the, once the new year hits, kind of working with Frank to announce some players and things and get people excited and, and make sure that um, everybody knows that the Owls in 2024 are coming back and ready to go. And so, Frank, between now and October 15th, uh, yep. you have a lot of evaluation to do to just see who you, got, who you offer, re-offer contracts to. Is that right? Yeah, no doubt. Like I said, we've had great exit meetings with all our players. There's, you know, 16, 17 players that are definitely interested in coming back, um, you know, off the record, but, but unofficial. We've talked to a catcher out there that's a D2 guy out of Florida. We've got, we took Brock Rudy in the draft. Um, obviously, um, Alex Castile was taken in the draft, first base DH type. And um, unofficially, but official, Brandon Tr- Trammell, Former outfielder for the Vibe is 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 has signed a contract with the Owls for 2024. So um, we've we've already made some moves. I've got six seven guys uh, really waiting on contracts that are new, and then there's probably 16 or 17 Owls that would like to return and try out in spring. Well, training. that's so. Yeah. I mean that that's big news, Frank. That's that's some names, and uh, you obviously in anticipation to next year's squad have to feel you are just rising that ladder and will be better again next year. Yeah. I mean, Brendan Trammell was, was going to be a force in the league. I think he's capable of hitting 25 or 30 homers. He's a, a monster, you know, six foot five. He's Bubba Trammell's son. Um, you know, he got, he got injured. He had a, a really bad, uh, I think upper quad and maybe an oblique thing going on this year. So he wasn't able to finish out, but, uh, he is a friend of uh, Carter Linton's, and Carter said, "Man, you got to come play for for Frank and and be an Al." And so we we've already signed Brandon Trammell, and like I said, there's two or three others uh, on on the board that we we definitely want to lock down uh, for the 2024. And then after October 15th, I think we can sign as many of our guys back that we choose to. That's fantastic. Hey, Blake, before we let you go, uh, now that you're in this communications business with in pro sports, who are some of the influences in your life? And uh, do you go look at other organizations and franchises to see kind of what you can maybe copycat or how you can improve things with the L's and the hailstorm? 
Oh yeah, as you have probably heard about, like the NFL, some of these these pro leagues, it is it is a copycat league for sure. And social media and, and communications and, and things like that, entertainment, uh, it's a copycat game, absolutely. And and trying to find ways that trying to find ways to take what other people may have done and kind of spin it in your own way, spin it to what our brand might want to represent with that specific thing. Um, I know Madeline did a really great job with that, with some of our social media content. Um, not that nothing's original, but you kind of spin it in a way that, that makes it original in your own right. Um, as far as my influences, when I was with Indianapolis, I had a, um, the communications manager there was named Shane Ryder. I believe he's still there. He was awesome. Uh, taught me a lot of different stuff about InDesign, which I used to make the game notes. Um, what kind of pieces of the game to look for, what kind of information is important. Um, you know, my, I don't know what his title was at, at Ohio State, but um, I worked in more of a content social media role at Ohio State, and Pat Kindig was the, the boss there. He pretty much created that department in, you know, 20 years ago now. Um, those guys really set me in the direction to be interested in all this, um, find the right things to be interested in, and use that to, to make interesting stuff and, um, you know, relevant informative, entertaining, engaging information and content. So I think they have um, definitely set me on the right path and it's put me in a good place. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. Any special challenges, uh, Blake, that you faced going into the new stadium? I think that, so one thing that'd be really nice with our, our press box staff, I think we fit 10 or 11 people into our you know little press box up there to, to make the baseball operation work. I believe it'll be a lot more segmented off in the in Ticket Smarter Stadium. So that'll be nice. We will have the um, broadcast chatter and the PA chatter and, and our back and forth about, you know, was, was that a hit or an error type of chatter all going on at the same time. That got to be a little chaotic sometimes, but uh, it was really fun that way. Don't, don't get me wrong, but it'll be nice to have it a little more segmented and feel very professional in that way. So I think the, the challenge there maybe would just be to, to make sure that everything still operates smoothly, even though we are a little bit more segmented off. We figured out our broadcast through Flow Sports um, maybe about halfway through the season. It took us a second to, to kind of get up and rolling with that. But putting that from, you know, our smaller stadium here into the big stadium will be a challenge. But I think it's one that, that we're welcoming and one that we're prepared for now that we've already kind of figured out what we liked in the smaller stadium here. So those are the things that come to mind. Well, that's terrific. You are listening to the Frank Gonzalez Show presented by Future Legends. Uh, Frank, before we let Blake go, uh, go any uh, other questions? No, no, I just, appreci- I just appreciate the uh, time, Blake, and all the things that you contribute to make our, our game day uh, better, and uh, I'll be seeing you very soon, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was fun. I appreciate you, Frank. Blake, thanks so much for taking the time to join us today on the Frank Gonzalez Show, and uh, I know we'll be speaking again. Yep. Great work all season, Bruce. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. You are, as we said, you are listening to the Frank Gonzalez show, Blake Baker, the pro sports communication manager with the Hailstorm and the owls. And uh, just want to thank him so much for coming on. Hey, Clearwater products is a one-stop shop for industrial trucking, safety supplies, and more visit the giant warehouse and shop at 2021 first Avenue in Greeley or call 970-673-8891. Frank and I will take a little break and we'll be back with you after these messages.
Welcome back to the Frank Gonzalez Show, presented by Future Legends. Hey, if you are in need of any kind of repair, uh, it's not just transmission that Amco takes care of. They can help with that air conditioning, battery repair, and replacement. Uh, see them. See our friends at Amco in Loveland. Give them a call at 970-667-3006 and at Fort Collins at 970-226-4477. Located at in Fort Collins on 33. 30- 737 Mason Street and in Loveland at 1119 East Eisenhower. Well, Frank, uh, as we talked about, the season just seems to fly once it gets going. But I want to ask you, you know, what's your I know you have a lot of work with the with the owls and getting your team. But uh, what's Frank Gonzalez get to do during the offseason that Frank Gonzalez gets to enjoy a little bit? Well, you know, there's a couple good things planned out. Um, Alex and I are part of a really cool hunt club here in northern Colorado, so we're going to do some goose and duck hunting, uh, no doubt about that. Um, and um, and then um, Gina and I are actually taking a trip here um, October 2nd to about the 9th or 10th. We're going to tour. We've never really – I've driven by Yellowstone all last 10 years, and I've never really yeah. stopped to go look at it. We're going to go do like a 10-day tour of Yellowstone. A tour. That that sounds like a lot of fun. We're going to take a trailer. We rented one. There's a really cool, I'm going to throw out a little plug for a, for an app called Outdoorsy. You rent. You can rent a trailer from a personal party. We and her and I are going to see how much we like it. Actually, one of my thoughts as when I retire someday is to go back and start my journey over down in Florida, come up through the Carolinas and see all the ballparks I pitched and played and coached in and then make our way back out west and maybe end up in Canada for the summer and back down to Mexico for the winter. Sounds like a plan, Bruce. Well, that sounds like the Frank Gonzalez bucket list uh, right no there. Doubt. So uh, that, that'll be fun. Uh, yeah. Hey, this, this past weekend we saw a lot of excitement with college football as well. Uh, but yeah. the, but this is a baseball show, and, man, I want to ask you about the excitement right now. And I don't know if you've even had a chance to, you know, do it on a daily basis, but these wild card races are really fun in, in uh, Major League Baseball right now. I know it's crazy. Crazy what's going on in the big leagues. Um, obviously, I've, I actually watched part of a game. I'll be honest with you, the past three weeks, I don't even know if I've got a chance to look at two or three ball games from a Seattle standpoint, but you know, um, they're two, two and a half games out um, there. The race in Baltimore with Tampa Bay, you know, Minnesota's obviously ahead in the central, you know, Atlanta's doing what they're doing and, and, and knocking the, you know, the national league East, the central uh, with central with Milwaukee is close with Chicago, the Cubbies and Cincinnati's still right there. But, you know, the Dodgers are who they are. Arizona's there. Colorado, unfortunately, is, is where it's at. But there's a lot of a lot of fun races with the wild card, as you mentioned. Um, you know, we we obviously want the Mariners to, to slip up in there. And they're, sure. they're only a half game back So um, from the top. And they're in right now because, you know, they're, they're in that leaderboard uh, with the wild card situation. So we're excited about it. You know, I'm going to actually end. Uh, to uh, to Seattle on the 24th 
and uh, get to see the new grandbaby, Sienna. I'm excited about that. So, Well, that'll be fun. Hey, give us the report on Marco. How's his uh, post-surgery yeah. going? No, good. I think he had a rehab session uh, the past week or 10 days. I think he was in Arizona um, while the club was on the road. They sent him down there to work with their trainers um, at their site in Arizona. Uh, worked out pretty good. My sister's son, Brecken, actually plays uh, for the Colorado Rockies scout team, and they were down there for their, um, I think, scouting showcase down there, big tournament-type thing. Uh, in Phoenix, I think Marco got to go to a game or two to watch his uh, watch his uh, cousin uh, uh, play a little bit. So kind of neat to see uh, uh, that happen and them them to all be together down there. But he's feeling pretty good. It sounds like it's a process, you know, a progression that they're not going to rush. But overall, the feelings back in the fingers uh, where it was a little tingly or numb uh, from the nerve, and uh, that's good. That's a good sign when you go through. You know, I'll tell you what, I saw the pictures of the surgery. My wife showed them to me, and Marco took a picture or had a picture taken and sent it to Gina. He knew I didn't want to see that thing, but she looked at it and slipped me a vision. They opened up his whole forearm. It was crazy. Really? Oh, yeah. It's it's amazing what they can do. But uh, glad to hear that he's, you know, back on the mend. And, uh, well, we'll see see him on the mound next spring. That's the plan for sure. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, you are listening to the Frank Gonzalez Show presented by Future Legends. Uh, shout out to LSI Insurance Brokers. Uh, if you're in need of home, auto, business, or life, this is an independent agency able to shop rates and coverages from dozens of different A-rated characters, carriers. Uh, family-owned and operated with three locations in Windsor, Greeley, and Brighton. Give Casey or Robin a call, uh, 970-674-1151. They pride themselves in being able to service all of their clients without a third-party contact. And, of course, Rick Meese, the head coach, uh, golf coach of the Resurrection Christian Cougars, getting ready for postseason play as well. want to wish uh, all of our athletes in northern Colorado uh, getting into playoff situations, uh, the best of luck. So, uh, fr- fr- Frank, what's what's on tap for the rest of the week for you? Well, let's see. I've got a, you know, believe it or not, the uh, owner of the uh, Future Legends, primary owner, um, Jeff Katowski, is coming in. We're going to meet, kind of talk about the season, talk about the plans for next year. Obviously, you know, I'm not afraid to say it. I'd love to get a commitment. Uh, to uh, make sure that I'm back. I know a lot of my players want to know that. Our players want to know that. Um, I've got to run, you know, the honeydew list has got to get done. We've got some things that we got to knock out. Um, and it's getting and then, longer. Uh, yeah, it's gotten longer on me, but I've gotten some things done. I actually got the grass cut um, the other day. I've got a little flooring project in the basement. Gene and I have been working on, um, you know, uh, and then, you know, I, I don't let everybody know this, but it's, it's public because it's the Frank Gonzalez show. So why not? I'm having double knee replacement October 11th. Um, and so, um, you know, wish me well, man. I gotta, I gotta knock that thing out. I figure it's only going to take me a month and I'll be back in the goose pit. <laughs> wow. Frank, yeah. double knee yeah. replacement. Double knee replacement. Um, it's one of those things where I've been fighting it for about 10 years. I did most of my job with the Rockies walking bone on bone the past 10. And this year, you know, I still love racquetball, and I talk about racquetball all the time. In fact, I'm going to play today at noon. There's no doubt about it. But 
I am literally running around on eight bone spurs. Um, I've got both bone on bone medially on both knees and it's time to get them done. So October 11th, um, we're going to knock them both out at the same time. And, uh, and I'll tell you what, I told my guys, I said, listen, next year when we come back, we're going to run a 60. And if I beat anybody, that's an automatic release. <laughs> automatic gone. You're gone. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you. Hey, we're going to talk more about this when we come back. We need to take okay. a short break and we will be back to wrap up the Frank Gonzalez show after these messages. Welcome back to the Frank Gonzalez Show presented by Future Legends. Hey, if you're in need of a part, visit our friends at Gould Parts. Deal with their local team to get the parts for whatever job comes your way. So, so Frank, I, I got to get back to the double knee replacement. Uh, yeah. You're October 11th, uh, and they're telling you good idea to get them just both knocked out at the same time and they get to moving on. Yeah, no, and I, you know, I've been dealing with this thing for seven, eight years. I've been getting uh, hyaluronic acid injections for the past three years, every six months. And so just to hang on and, and still stay active, and I've been fairly active, but about three months ago, Gina says, hey, you want to go walk the dog? And I'm like, I really don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to walk. And, 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 so and that's I, a I sign. Started, yeah, that was it. That was it. Yeah. And so I've got to be get smart it about it. Yeah, and I want to. I you know I want to do this thing. I want to do the baseball thing. It's grindy being on your feet all day, throwing BP, riding buses, and and running the game. But uh, I want to do it for another eight or ten years, and uh, so I'm excited about it. But uh, I'm also uh, I'm also preparing, trying to get in a little better shape before I get the surgery, so I can bounce back quickly. There you go. Well, I'll tell you, Frank, it's been such a pleasure to do this show with you, and to see the yes, progress sir. of the Owls and. Uh, just can't thank you enough uh, for taking time uh, on the road when you're on the road at home coming into studio. Uh, it's it's just been a blast. I agree. Thanks a bunch for everything, uh, Bruce. Let's plan on doing this again next year. And uh, well, hooty hoot to the owls, man. <laughs> absolutely, hooty hoot. And uh, that is the plan. I'm sure. Hope we're getting together. Uh, we'll have you back on during the off season as well. And uh, maybe post-surgery, be able to talk a little baseball again as the uh, series gets uh, closer to us as well. But, uh, Frank, thanks so much. And uh, want to thank uh, Blake for coming on, Blake Baker. And uh, great getting to know him and more about the Owls. Uh, Northern Colorado, it's been the Frank Gonzalez Show. 